There we go. Now we are live. Welcome back Welcome to the Townstone Financial Show. Because I didn't have this thing muted. Now now it's muted. Uh, NMLS number 136639. Mm. Barry's enjoying his oatmeal. Mm. I was smelling it cooking in the office. Little did I know. Why don't you show him there your cup there? I don't think that's healthy to, to eat. The, the health benefits of the oats being canceled out by the, plastic. the me- melted plastic there. But, eh, what are you going to do? I, I remember uh, my grandma used to, like, drink water out of, like, the tennis can. Like, the, the balls would come in this can. Yeah. And she's like, that wasn't good for you. She'd drink. Like, water. They would, like, t- open a new can of balls, yeah. like, pour them out, and then she'd, like, fill that with water and, like, use that as a water bottle. At while, playing the, while you were playing tennis Playing outside? tennis, yeah, oh, in, like, oh, the, the she 70s or she 80s. She didn't have a water bottle. I guess, but... I uh, hope you bought her one eventually. <laughs> but, uh, so, enough with that, because we, I mean, some exciting news, at least for us, um, mortgage rates are kind of... Well, I we were going to talk about the mayor race. Well, that, too. Mortgage well, rates and mayor race. Mortgage rates, mayor uh-huh. race, but yeah, let's start with mortgages, and we can we can talk go into our regular politics corner. Rates, um, but rates are are low. Um, I, I guess today, uh, you know, they quoted been, six and eight this morning. They've been dropping. They've been dropping since you know last week, um, and uh, today, you know, I guess we we have fewer job openings than they were expected. Like what? It was like ten million. We're under 10 million for the first time of open, open jobs since uh, 2019. No, nope. something like that. Yeah, it sure. was. It's like oh, CNBC, um, but but yeah, uh, economic slowdown. Uh, what does it say now? It was it was higher news earlier. Uh, Make it up. Whatever. Make yeah. it up as we go along. But but we've got GM saying, you know, thousands of workers are going to be taking buyouts. McDonald's shut their offices uh, this week to, to, I guess, lay people off from home. What's the logic behind that? Like, they don't want to have, like, a disgruntled employee Talking about McDonald's, that mm-hmm. was really interesting. I don't. I've never. It's it's odd that they closed corporate. Head, they closed corporate headquarters right near where our office used to be on Randolph. On Randolph, and told them work from home. Work from home until we and, tell you if you still and, have and, a job and cancel all your vendor meetings. Yeah, oh. that doesn't sound good. It no. doesn't sound promising. <laughs> no, I don't no. think they're going to be hiring more people. Yeah. Fair enough. I was, try- uh, I was trying to find out this morning's your 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 stuff this morning, which I'm sure you're talking about like the internet and no that that um you said that report was lower or higher or whatever the heck it was. Oh yeah, uh, something with yeah jobs numbers. Um, hmm. but the available jobs factory orders fell s- 0.7 versus a decline of 0.5. Factory orders were less. That was that was the main factor today. Factory orders. Yeah. Here we go. Job openings tumbled below ten million. I didn't see that for the first time. You in missed two that big years. headline, huh? 
yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the smaller ones. But um, so what does that mean? The a job opening, a drop of six hundred thousand job openings are gone now. So that means that basically, when the Fed saw it out, you know, saw this inflation and wanted to cool down the market, um, having some impact here. Um, because fewer job openings means people are going to be staying in their jobs longer. There's, there's, because before there would be, you know, it was easy to get a new job. People were jumping positions, trying to increase their wages, um, and causing inflation basically when the job market's too good. I know that sounds bad, but in economics, you know, if the, if, if it's too good for these job seekers, I guess. Um, they buy all these all the goods and they have to raise prices. Um, so the Fed increased interest rates and basically an attempt to force a recession. And this is one of those signifiers signals that we may be in or heading towards recession with fewer job openings. Uh, the benefit of recession is, of course, hopefully you don't keep seeing these increases in prices, it, it's. I mean, it's been freaking crazy how high prices have gone. I went to McDonald's this weekend, and it's like for a Big Mac, it's like five, five dollars over five dollars just for the sandwich, not even the meal. Like no app, I'm not using the app. I'm. I was using the app. I get oh, like a okay. one free whatever. I get. Oh. I get the points, but still, you have to buy some stuff at regular price, and it's it's outrageous. I mean, it's more expensive, of course, to, you know, get a sit-down restaurant meal. But, I mean, I feel I'm getting old here. But, yeah, when I was younger, you less than $5 would get you, you know, an extra value meal at McDonald's. And now that'll get you very little. <laughs> so I was reading that the sell now in our industry is... To buy and refi. That's the statement they tell everyone. Buy and refi. So that Meaning buy, don't worry about the current rate, and if rates go down, actually they're saying when rates go down, you'll refinance. Buy and refi. I don't like that. How, how does that make you feel? Because I, what I tell my clients, and maybe I'm not selling I know, it. I don't know how you can guarantee a refi. That's that's the problem. No. So. What, I, what I tell people is. Other than we'll call you as soon as rates are lower, here, Here's the current market. And you have to be comfortable with that loan, assuming rates just go up. Because you get this, because if you get a fixed rate loan now and rates just continue to go up and you're comfortable in that position, you know, that that's still a win because your rate is, you know, being below where inflation is, um, is still basically a benefit to you. And, if inflation keeps going up, then your your equivalent rent would have kept going up, and you've locked in a fixed rate mortgage that the payment's never going to change in you. And then if, which again, we're never going to guarantee that well, that's not true. The payment can't change on you because you if you're your taxes course, and insurance, taxes but insurance. we're not controlling that. Right. We're not controlling that. And if taxes and insurance go up, the rent's going up too. So you know, it, it the mortgage is basically a rent replacement. And you're basically a, a locking in that rent payment for the life of the property. And then eventually, you know, if you do stay there 30 years or pay it off faster and get a, you know, take a shorter term loan, 
you don't have a, any mortgage payment. Um, but but to say you know a guaranteed refinance in the future, I, I, that that's bad advice, plain and simple. Um, Although I will tell you that the majority of people that I've done business with since we started at Townstone in 2002, I've refinanced almost all of them. Oh, and, but but you also were able to to work with them in one of the lowest interest rate environments um, of all time and possibly ever. Um, That's true. And to say we're going to see, like, because I think rates falling now we may get down into into the fives like these recent drops here got us has got have gotten us into the low sixes depending on your scenario um and we may be breaching that six percent getting into the higher five percents hopefully mid five percents but uh it'll take i think more fed intervention basically backpedaling before we see rates in the fours again. Well, the 10 years down, oh, for sure. You have to go into a recession. The 10 years down to 3.35 today. Um, I could see us getting back into the high fives. And last time we were in the high fives, business definitely picked up. There were more people calling, obviously. I mean, you know, and today I, I said I, I quoted six and an eighth. I think the APR was a little higher because there were points of about 600 bucks on the loan that I was doing, so maybe the AP, APR was uh, six and maybe six and a half, six point three seven five. I don't have it in front of me, but it's but, nothing in the life of the loan. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm just saying that we're way down from the seven and a quarter. I mean, we're we're about a point and a quarter down from the highs that we were at a couple of weeks ago. So we're heading in the right direction. Um, obviously, people who are that I've been talking to, that I talked to this weekend. Looking for houses is is the main that, is the main absolutely obstruction right now because I have no shortage or finding houses. I, should I have say. no shortage of pre qualified buyers right now, um, but some of them have been looking, you know, are, are green a little bit and they they got into the market this you know just a month or two ago. But some have been looking for two or three years and we've been looking two or three years. I have. I, well, I, I, there's one guy that I currently have You're under. You're looking for two or three years. You don't want to buy. Sorry. Well, he got under contract this or, year. Or some people like to just look and go to and go That's to houses. True. It's like it's like looking and going there, to the mall. There used to be some. You know, you could get like a nice spread at the open houses before. I doubt it these days. No, you know, since I'm, COVID, they've I'm, gotten rid I'm of the buffet. Doesn't have any cookies or anything. Um, you only get my mom's cookies when you have a closing with her. And it's like, or you get a birthday and you're her child. Then I get her, her her homemade cookies. But other than that, yeah, it's hard. It's hard out there. But um, if you but live in Chicago, you better go vote today. It's a really good idea. Please vote. Yeah, do it before uh, this weather. I mean, this is this is some nasty weather looking outside, um, and it's looking to be a close, a, a high turnout election. I read that like out of the. The the mail in ballots are higher than they they were the previous two elections. Um, the early voting numbers were pretty big, um, so be interesting to I see. Mean, I don't know. I've how, been I don't know how you could live in Chicago and not vote. I I've mean, been I, bombarded. It's crazy. Is there is there an election in Northbrook today? I didn't see anything. No. Right. I but didn't yeah. see that there wasn't a sign. I didn't I didn't even get a ballot. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. But uh, I've been bombarded on the internet. I feel like Brandon Johnson's been following me 
everywhere. Um, Cause I've seen this like one YouTube ad where they keep calling Vallis a Republican because they it know t- it was on TV all last night because every, they every know that, you know, that's a dirty word here in Chicago. It's crazy. So to be to be affiliated, and then to be a Republican, you're a bad. Person. And then s- that w- circling around the internet were like these these posters for Vallis or you know, like lawn signs, and there was like a Trump sticker put on it, and people like basically like a like a false flag operation because it's like the Trump brand isn't so popular in these parts. So to make people think that like Vallis and Trump are buddy buddy and affiliated, it's like an anti like uh, it's anything it to seems win. Seems to be a, a an ugly win. an ugly campaign. So I'll be glad when that's over. And I don't know when the two of them together when they're talking. They, they don't seem like they hate each other. Sure, sure. They're the, I mean, they they're, let the third parties. The they're very pol. I mean, they're they're kind of polar opposites. I mean, who you want to vote for if you believe in one thing or the other? I mean. Brandon Johnson definitely is not going to add to police or anything like that. He but wants, he's not polar he opposites. Like Vallis to me is is moderate. There, there's conservatives. Out, like there, there's Vallis would not be considered like on a national campaign. Vallis would Val- still be called a liberal. Yeah, but Vallis's family. I know. I'm just talking about here in Chicago. Vallis's family is all in. in uh, many of them are police officers. They've been in the military. This and that, and you know his number one thing is talking about crime, and and um, and jo- Johnson, you know, thinks that he's going to fix the crime with I don't know psychologists, things like that, helpers. I don't know what you counselors and this and that, and somehow or another that'll fix the crime. On top of the fact that I was reading, you don't sound Brent, too Brent, you don't sound too optimistic. Well, no, and Brandon Johnson wants to that? raise taxes not on on companies like ours that are here in Chicago and people making over a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know how. I, I mean, I just don't. I don't. How does that work? Can a city do like income taxes? I thought that has to be done at a state level, or they he's just blowing smoke. I, there's many ways. I guess the city of Chicago could tax you. They could tax you. Uh, Many, many, many different ways. So I I, guess. I mean, I just at this point, I mean, anyone who comes downtown and sees LaSalle Street or State Street or anywhere, you know, where you know when you're going going down some of the main streets, we're full of business people during the the day, and the restaurants were all crowded, you know, for lunch and everything. I mean, that's just not the way it is anymore. If you're going to bring people back downtown, you certainly don't want to tax them. I don't quite understand that, and. But the 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 um, Chicago Teachers uh, Union is backing um, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Brandon Johnson, Johnson. and so they they will be the most powerful union. Not that they're not already powerful, but if he gets in, I mean, they'll they'll be running the show here. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's good or bad because school wise, with some of the yeah. things that happened to my kids in the city of Chicago schools. Over the last couple of years with, you know, all the days missed and not wanting to go back to school with the COVID and all the rest, I think that set my bad. kids my kids bad back for sure. I don't know. I mean, I, I think kids across else's. the country have been, you know, harmed by by COVID and, and shutdowns. I know I wouldn't have learned well. Got some oatmeal on the cord there, Barry. It's good. It's good oatmeal. That's good <laughs> but, stuff. Uh, Cinnamon oatmeal. Yeah, I wouldn't have learned well from a computer. And and I guess and, and branding and the way to win an election is to brand 
your opponent a Republican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think about that one. But that's what he's, I'm saying. He's is, so bad that he's a Republican. But that's <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. It's like here in Chicago, you say, oh, these guys are like polar opposites. But that's that's like not paying attention to like national politics, where it's like both of them would be Democrats in a national election if they were running for president, for example. Oh, for they'd sure. Both be like Paul Vallis would not be conservative enough to be a Republican. Paul Vallis, uh, uh, former Governor Bogorovich, would have never gone to prison if Paul Vallis would have beat him. He ran. He ran a race there. He ran there. He <laughs> ran for mayor. Did Vallis run against uh, for? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah against I, I didn't Gorevich, know that. Yeah, well, uh, very close I, race. I like Bogoyevich. Close, close race. He's a funny so. guy. I, I, Shame I he just, had to try and sell a Senate seat. I'm just saying that if you're, I guess, if you're a Chicagoan like we are. I mean, I don't, I don't live here anymore, but you still do. I live in the suburbs. I still come to the city many, many times a week, but. If you're watching these ads and the the opponent, the only way that that opponent can win is to brand the guy a Republican, that really doesn't help me solve crime, fix my schools. Um, I don't know all the other things that you want to talk about. Yeah, bring, but you know, bring Chicago back. I'm just saying it's just elections aren't about that anymore. Elections are really. But if I was voting and I had a vote and I still didn't decide and I was watching that, I would question the other side because if he's not giving me any answers from my my personal problems aren't going to be solved by calling the opponent a republican but but today in in this election you're you, I, you, I agree with you yeah. from like a policy standpoint but th- again that's not how elections work now basically what they're doing is you're Sticks most likely will break my bones. you're most likely a democrat if you're living in chicago just right. based on you know statistics demographics so if you were going to stay guy, home because you're like both of these people are very similar, they're just slight different degrees of Democrats, you, you would stay home. So he's trying to scare people into saying no, Vallis is a, an, is it's an extremist. So now he scares people into going out to vote. I mean that's what how they beat Trump too. That you know they uh, they make Trump beat himself. Yeah, that, that too. But but that's the idea. The same thing as pu- putting Trump stickers on valis signs to make you think they're one in the same it's just trying to, to i wouldn't vote people. for somebody who is is the, the only way that that person's going to win and i think brandon johnson's got some good ideas I, i've listened to him talk i mean he you know he he sees some of the big picture there's you know i i don't agree with the taxes and and I don't agree with the defunding police that he talked about and all that rest of stuff. Because the number one issue that we have in Chicago right now is crime. And the perception far. of I, it. I, I mean, even our office here last week, I had to send an email um, to, to our employees. And, yeah, and, somebody was followed into our building. Well, I get an email from the, build, from the building management stating that someone was, someone was followed from the red line. And I don't know if they were mugged. I don't remember exactly what the email said, but I mean, it's ridiculous. You, you're walking into work, so now we got to walk into work and be worried. So I, I think all the, this whole election, if it's not based on crime and you're not voting based on who you think is going to protect your family and your children, and uh, you're obviously your children is your family, I don't know what you're thinking. I mean, yeah. if you think if you think Brandon Johnson's going to do it, then vote for him. If you think Paul Val is going to do it, vote for him. But 
crime and, and safety's got to be the number one thing because you talk about taxes and all the rest. But listen, I very rarely come downtown for dinner anymore since, well, since we moved up north. There's plenty of good restaurants. No, there now. isn't. Not <laughs> like downtown Chicago. It's not even close. I mean, we just don't do it because is it worth the risk reward to come down here? In the traffic, do you, my God! Uh, do you guys go out for dinner as much as you used to? I mean, you no. live you live in an area there that there's a thousand restaurants. Yeah, and yeah. and absolutely not. We we do not go out nearly as much. I think it's like almost like a new normal post COVID, where it's just like every trip is weighing was weighed against that risk, but the increased at least perception of crime, because it's not like I necessarily have seen anyone ever get carjacked. It's just I've read, you know, down the block someone did, and but I haven't seen it. But it's like that perception I've got in my mind. It's like every trip now. Ooh, excuse me. It's what is like that? I had oh my. We got problems. Um, every trip now I'm like considering whether it's actually worth it uh, to do it. And I don't know, too, like traffic has been so much worse. Oh, yeah, traffic's horrible, I yeah. hate the traffic. I just like maybe I'm not cut out for this city like oh, traffic Barry. is bad right now. There's no doubt. I mean they're redoing the Kennedy. It's no good. It's very difficult but, to get around. Uh, so they're redoing the Kennedy for three years and you're going to raise taxes um, on everybody and you're gonna do all these different things. I don't know how that possibly is going to help the city get back to where it was a couple of years ago. Right. I mean, I don't know if that should be the goal to, to get it back to where it was. It almost should be to, like, stop the bleeding. I saw, like, out of counties, like, out of major metropolitan counties with over a million people a, few, a week or two ago. How Cook many people County moved out? was, like, the out of percentages. Like, they were number two in terms of just gross number. but Gross number of people moving out? Yeah, compared yes, to, saw, like, I one saw. in California. But we were number one in percentages. Right. Um, and that's not I mean, good. Pe- people are, people are voting with their feet, obviously, of, of what's going on here in Chicago and Illinois and Cook County. They're but, leaving. But yeah. the problem is, is the a lot of these costs are still fixed, and you can't just you, you basically if, if somebody leaves, that person was a taxpayer before, and their tax burden now has to get divided amongst the rest of us still here until you know. So so we just. I, I don't know. We gotta. We gotta. Well, we'll know tomorrow if, if anything's here. gonna change. What's going to change, right? Or, yeah. Or maybe we won't know tomorrow if they have to count the. Uh, yeah, mail-ins. The mail-ins. And I, don't I don't know how, how, long that, how that works. Take. Uh, that's the part that really bothers me. Why can't they count the mail-in as soon as it comes in? I don't know, Barry. I don't get. That. I don't know. But I mean, we as Americans, we like to know who we won. Wanna, we want to know who won the election when the election's over. And it not, should be easy, like run it through the, the Scantron machine. It's the same thing that they do when you go and vote, so I don't understand that. For the bigger ones, they yeah. tell you pretty quickly. You find out the night of. But. I want, I, how much savings? Well, ne- next next uh, time we do a podcast, we'll do how much savings is like 1% on a $250,000 loan, how much you save uh, per payment on there. I would assume it's well if you just do several hundred dollars. If you just do, uh, oh, you got your Excel sheet perfect. Yeah, if you there just you do two hundred fifty thousand, yeah, at one percent, and then do it at two percent and see how much it is. Eighty bucks. Yep. And then two percent. Two percent. You have twenty five thousand on there, not two fifty. Well, that's why. So it'll be like yeah. eight hundred bucks. Oh man. 
Yeah, okay. That makes a lot more sense. 924. 800 bucks. 1% for a 250,000 loan. Well, I just wanted to see what's what's the difference? What's put 2% in now? 924. It was 8 what? What was it? 804. Yeah, so almost $120 difference. Yeah. 0% would be 695. Yeah, so so 1% on 250,000. Is like I was gonna say it's one hundred. It should be one hundred twenty-five dollars, but with with the P and I and amortization, it's one hundred twenty. So it's about one hundred twenty dollars a month savings. One hundred twenty, you know, times twelve. It's good money. Twelve hundred, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars a year of savings with one percent down. So if you were looking a couple of weeks ago, and you know now we're down in the lower sixes, you know you're you're saving thirteen four thirteen hundred dollars uh, a month if the if if your mortgage is about would we run two fifty there yeah uh, so that's I mean that's a big savings there that's the difference between some people qualifying some people not qualifying I, it's been my opinion and I continued to have my opinion we didn't get to eight percent like I said we did get to seven and a half I think yeah but you know if we can get back in the in the fives and stay between five and six percent I think that the real estate market per se you know with with using mortgages obviously oh i'm sorry why this is on. no um popular guy that were um you know that were in an area th- there that i think the mindset of people the psychology of people you know buying houses m- will change a little bit that you know when we're when you're in the sixes and sevens they just hate that number <laughs> right anything with a five it seems to be and the last other misconception I think people have is, yeah, we may not be, people are waiting, they think they're sitting on their hands to wait for prices to drop. But when you're dealing with inflation, if a price stays the same year over year and there's inflation at the same time, that's effectively a price drop. So you may not in an, uh, you may not be seeing price drops, but that house is actually cheaper year over year if it's not going up. Basically, that's. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, but again, we've got the products. We've got the programs. Just give us uh, a call. Shoot us a, a free consultation request. The link is in the comment section below. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, go out and vote if uh, if you haven't yet. Have a great rest of your week.